Trash Talkers. Hey, cheers to everybody. I want to give a special shout out to 10th Mountain Distillery. Some really nice bourbon over here. Stuff tastes delicious. So cheers to everybody. Welcome to episode seven of the Trash Talk Hour. Our guests for today are Ryan and Bill. And as always, I'm here with Nick and Joe. Buddy is MIA. So no clue where he's at. Um, I think there's a, you know, Ryan's a better special forces guy than him. So maybe he's too scared to come on or whatever. Um, he's accomplished a lot more. Over to you, Joe. <laughs> Dave with a dose of facts for Buddy. Somebody put a bell on him, please. We need to. For crying out loud. Um, well, I don't know. I'm not going to, like, yeah, our battle rhythm just switched up, and I was going to do a little little introduction for our friend who can't make it, and that's all right. So I'm going um, to roll right into my soapbox. Um, about a month ago, I met some paratroopers who um, – the, the, the eldest, um, enlisted in the fifties. And, um, he actually is the commander of my local, uh, American Legion post. And I went down there and I know for some like younger veterans or some, some guys, you know, straight out, there's kind of a stigma that's an older man's place or, you know, um, they might not think that, you know, why would I go down there and visit? Well, um, I'll tell you what, the stories I've heard since I've been down there and just talked to those guys a couple of times. I mean, there's an Air Force colonel who led the raid on Gaddafi, and that, that's no joke, and that story's coming. And uh, there's a guy that has a story about being a hung jumper on an L-20, and the story's incredible, and I'm not going to say anything else about it, and that's coming. And, yes, Nick, I got it. Um, but uh, I went up there today just to – yes, I know – my bad, but I promise it'll be worth the wait. Um, so I went up there today and um, <clears throat> just did some couple other interviews for, you know, for the fact that I had some time. And I, I ran into this, this man, his name's uh, Paul K. Buck, the Vietnam veteran. All right. And we sat down and talked, older gentleman. He wrote a book and uh, not exactly what you would, you'd expect, but um, wouldn't expect to make certain connections there to begin with. So these younger veterans try, try and get out and around these guys because uh, I'm, I'm just going to read um, what he wrote was it's a book of poetry. So I thought, okay. And I, I took a glance at one and tell me if this uh, sounds like anything any of us has ever been through and just how, how much we relate to these guys. And I'm not trying to be a downer, but it was incredible based on the cause that we're trying to fight and the, the issue that we're trying to bring awareness to, how much it relates. It's almost like one of us talking. I'm, I'm hey, Joe, Joe are, are there pictures in it? Um, no. Do you, need somebody to read, do you need somebody to read it for you? Like, Negative. You send it? No. Okay. I, I got right. it. Um, I Sorry. may look down and you may see my okay. lips move, but that's only because I'm talking out loud. Is this recorded? Um, Did you record this earlier? No. Ne negative. Sorry, I didn't Sorry I'll stop. Yeah. I'll stop. Yeah, first take. So um, it's called guilt, okay? And mainly is around survivor's guilt. And uh, it says, uh, I have to wonder sometimes if I'm really worth the price. What have I done or what can I do that could be worth a human life? I served long ago in Vietnam with men as brave as any. And I understand that brave men die, but Lord, must there be so many. 
It's hard to comprehend no matter how hard I try. Is it just a crapshoot who will live or die? Or were we chosen, we who survived, is there some reason why I'm still alive? This feeling of guilt I'll always have simply for being alive when so many other brave young men were somehow unable to survive. And, uh, you know, I just ran into the guy and he wrote that and I just thought, man, it was incredible to come across somebody that, you know, just the guy's just sitting there and this, Hey, this is my book. And it's, you know, you'd pass them in the supermarket and think that's a 79 year old man and you'd have no clue. So, I mean, for you younger veterans, uh, that are, that are, that are just out and, and struggling for which way to go, you know, maybe put yourself around some guys like that and, and, um, see what they went through. And, and realize there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel because it was, it was rougher back then for them. And, and, you know, that, that sounds like something that one of our guys would say, you know, it sounds like something that one of us would write. We can all relate to that. And that was Vietnam, you know, so that, that there's a reason why we called this veteran trash talk, not Ranger trash talk or, you know, 80 second trash talk. You know, we, we wanted it for everybody. And there's, that's that's the reason why is because there's always something to learn there, there's always there's always somebody that can paint a darker picture of your darkest day you know so so think twice before you you know think that this day is shit well there, there's you know there's plenty out there that have been through it and um you know some of them are at places like this so that's uh that's all i got nick i'm gonna pass it back to you Cheers, okay, Joe. Yeah. yeah, cheers, Joe. That was uh, that was. Hey, great. What, what's the guy's name again? Say his his name's name. Paul K. Buck, and his brother um, Luke Buck actually did the the illustration. And uh, I guess he's a really good watercolor artist. And um, I mean, I literally met the guy a couple hours before we came on. Nice. So nice. Um, I'll have some more information about it. But Joe Galloway goes to that post. Uh, you know, the guy who wrote "We Were Soldiers." You know, it, there's some serious history down there. It's just, it's incredible. You know? Yeah, North Carolina is definitely full of some uh, some yep. history and some veterans down there. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's the way to put it in perspective, Joe. Uh, you got people got to do that. And when you talk to uh, Stop Soldier Suicide, who were affiliated with, they tell you they'll break it down on their website of the who's committing suicide by average, and it's the ages of you know, fifties and sixties now they're the, they're the highest number. And those are the, you know, the Vietnam vets. Uh, and they're just, we're not catching them early enough. And that's kind of going to my soapbox a little bit. It's going to be a short one, but I do want to give that shout out to stop soldier suicide. We are in the works of creating our own individual fundraiser through veteran trash talk. So I know a lot of veterans have the stigma on where does the money go when it goes to these websites? Uh, I'm telling you right now, that they have an entire wellness center there. And that costs a lot of money because they have psychiatrists, they have you know doctors, all kinds of stuff that, and they're in the reaction mode. And I've said this before, we're gonna try to get on the, you know, the proactive mode. We wanna get the, the guys when they're younger and before they get to 45, 50, 60 and get them holistically healed. And that is our main goal to when, when we do get big enough, we're gonna be a one-stop shop. Right. You're going to come to us and we're going to get you on the right path. 
the, the, the goal is, though, is you have to do it. You as the veteran who is struggling has to do it. You have to be as strong as you used to be, as strong as you still are, and you have to accept the change. That's why I have that saying, the demon's inside you. It's not outside. Don't blame the VA, right? Don't blame, you know, what happened to you in Iraq. Don't blame what happened in Afghanistan. All right, those are variables and realities that just happened. We are, it doesn't matter how much money the government throws at it. That's not, it's not going to solve anything. We as a veteran community are the, pretty sure as I've been, you know, researching it, we're the only, we're the only real answer. We're the only network of system, a system of networks that we can put together and actually help each other. Because I'll keep saying it. My, my buddy who jumped into Panama, you know, one of my ranger instructor, uh, you know, mentors was like, you put two guys on a bench watching cars and they're just bored. You put two veterans on a bench watching cars together and the stories start flying and it's fun. We're the ones that can understand each other and have a, have a great time. So again, look inside, get it out, get it out to the community, get it out to us so that we can all crush it together. And we, we've just started, we're only three months old. You know, we're gonna, get, we're gonna get huge because we have all the right tools and we have all the right people that are go-getters and we have all the right people in our corner. We got guys that are gonna help you financially. So go on our sponsorship page, you'll see them all, right? You're gonna have guys that can help you holistically with the muscles. And then with the brains, we had a doctor from Harvard on his freaking show already, right? And uh, like, and he's already alerted us to have Dr. Wan, like, you know, he's, they, he accepts TRICARE and he's taking care of dudes. You know, he's that taking that care was of the most incredible part of that whole, that, that whole spot was when he said that I, I rewatched that. My parents actually were like, you guys should have seen your faces when he said that. Cause I was like, Oh, the availability. For oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like shaking it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So again, the, the, the cure, the cure can't be worse than a disease. And you'll hear people say that. And I know I'm not going to get into the whole coronavirus thing, but there's a huge problem because of it to where even in my own foxhole, I don't get to go to physical therapy. I don't get to go to my pain management right now. And those of you who know me, like I said, like Bill, Bill will bring it up. You know, I got a battery in my ass, right? I got, I got two wires in my spine. I got no cartilage in my knee, right? So it's like, I'm not trying to feel, have anybody feel sorry for me, but I don't, I don't get that pain management right now. They call me over the phone and they say, how's your knee doing? <laughs> Great, dude. <laughs> like, thanks. Thanks a bunch. You know, and uh, I at least, you know, have somebody in my corner, my buddy Jeff, who they sponsor our show, Ventura, uh, you know, training athletics. He comes and he works on me for free. And that's, that's 300 bucks an hour that he charges and he's doing it for free. He's going to do that for free for all veterans, period. And the wellness center at uh, Stop Soldiers is going to talk to him. But there's a problem. There's a gap. There's a lot of veterans right now that can't go get their physical therapy. They can't go get the treatment, the holistic treatment that they need. They're going to give you more drugs. That's going to happen. They're going to give you opioids, right? They're, you know, you're going to go to the bottle, all that kind of stuff. And that's a problem. So we also have, we have, you know, Ryan on, which uh, Bill will introduce later, but he's going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff he's done that's helped him. You know, it's not the surgeries. Surgeries is just your precursor to your next one. You have to fix it. Okay. You have to fix the whole system, the whole body, which means you got to lose weight. You got to strengthen your shoulder to help out your hip. You got to strengthen your hips to help out your knees, right? That whole thing. 
we're going to put everything in the same ballpark. We just need you guys to want it. And as soon as you want it, as soon as you want to change it, it's going to happen. It might take two or three years, but it's going to happen. So unfortunately, we lost last week's uh, podcast or talk show, whatever this is. I didn't even know we had a podcast. Apparently, it does pretty well. Uh, we got a, a you know, PR guys that call us, and I'm like, what do you mean podcast? We're on Spotify? Shit. So uh, we, are, we are on Spotify. So if you, if you want to listen, go ahead and listen. Apple Music Apple, as well. All that Google stuff. Google podcast. So get on there. Get on there. But we lost uh, – I mean, it wasn't too exciting because it's Bill. But, you know, you all watch his uh, UFC picks. He's really boring. However, he has a great cause. And anybody who knows – anybody in the service who's lost somebody, who's lost a buddy, you know, lost a brother, sister, you know, a lot of times it gets lost in the fact that those guys had families. Those guys had kids. You know, they you – know, you see the – the gold star in a window and very few people know what that means. And then you walk by, I remember my mom bought one that had a gold star on it because she, she thought she had to have one. And I was like, mom, you need to take that down real quick. Yeah. You know, like, so she just, she wanted to have that. So she had a soldier deployed. I was like, no, it's a blue one. Right. So the gold stars, you know, it hits us all hard. And if you watched our Memorial day podcast, you go back there and watch that. You know, we made a dedication to the Gold Star moms and dads. And Bill will explain it specifically what Gold Star Century Team does. We're not officially affiliated, but we're going to pump him all day, every day, whenever he wants it, because it's a tremendous cause. So, Bill, uh, hit the Gold Star again. I'm recording right now, so we're going we're gonna to get it this time. We'll, we'll put it out there for you. Welcome to the show, Bill. All right. Thanks again for having me. Uh... Those of you, I've been on the show quite a few times. I'm also the one that carries the Facebook page with the comedic relief. Let's be honest. Uh, I'm also the one that uh, made Joe all hail myself, and I made Nick take a knee and pound a white claw. Yeah, let's, but, uh, let's, not, and, let's not forget. Let's not forget who had the first one to hold the sign up. All right, let's not yes, forget. That's true. Okay, let's be two and two. Let's be two and two. Let's even it up. We got more coming, Bill. We got more oh, yeah. coming. We're coming on the bench press. Yeah, cute story. Cute story, ladies. But, uh, <laughs> but hey, uh, those of you who don't know, I'm, uh, I formed the Gold Star Century Team. Uh, we run for Gold Star Team Adventures. So Gold Star Team Adventures was uh, initially created by Kent Solheim, who's a former third group officer who uh, lost, lost part of his leg in combat and thought, hey, what would have happened if I didn't come home? What would have what was there for my kids. So he created this organization. Uh, it started out for Gold Star kids from the soft side, but it, it's it's uh, grown to also first responders, etc. cetera. Uh, but they raise money and they take kids on scuba trips, hunting trips, uh, little leadership trips, rock climbing, uh, you name it. Uh, it's about $1,300 a kid. So I formed a, t- a running team. We're gonna do a Marathon, 50K, 50 miler, 100K, 100 miler to raise money for uh, Gold Star Teen Adventures. So uh, that's the Gold Star Century Team. Now, with that, all money you donate to Gold Star Century Team on our site and our Facebook page goes 100% goes to Gold Star Teen Adventures. Uh, so everything goes to the Gold Star Kids because, like I said, you know, whenever we hear about soldiers that didn't make it home and we all have brothers that didn't make it home. Uh, you hear, you see all the RIPs, Tilda and all that stuff, which is great, but people forget the other side. 
which is uh, some of these guys left kids, kids back home. Uh, and uh, so the lady I'm working with is Jess McCloskey. Uh, she's a seventh group Gold Star spouse who uh, lost her husband when her kids were, I think, one and two, I think it was. So uh, her kids were basically helped raise by Gold Star Teen Adventures. She's a huge part of the organization. She just got her shirts in. I'll have those in. I'll post that on our Facebook page. But by all means, follow us. We'll be doing a lot of races where you can follow us live. Uh, my wife will be doing GoPro live videos. Again, all money goes towards helping these Gold Star kids. Hey, Bill, do you raise money based on the mileage you run? So do you send out like a flyer saying, hey, how much do you pledge per mile? Or how does yeah, that so work? It's, it's going to depend on the race. Uh, when, we, when we do the longer races, so the 50 miler and the 100 miler, we're going to have people pledge either with uh, so many cents or dollars per mile. And then at the races, we're also going to be selling Ghost Star Century Team gear, as well as hopefully I'll be promoting, uh, you know, veteran trash talk and try to push your shirts and stuff as well at the same time. Because I'm trying to design the races around military communities so we can really push as much of that stuff out as possible. Because that's really where our money's going to come from, is veterans who really understand what Gold Star is and what it really means. Exactly. I think you nailed it right in the head where we're thinking as well as where the veteran community is the only one that's going to actually help itself. There, there is nobody else. There's plenty of awesome civilians on our page already that they want to support us and they just, they just want to know why or what. And they'll never really understand, but why would anybody get mad at them for trying? So they're, they're trying and they want to help. Uh, but again, I keep making fun of the, the liberals on Facebook, you know, the, the tattered ports of the world, I'm calling them out, you know, and it's like, Hey, you know, get your, put, get your sack in the game, man. If you're, if you're with this cause, get, get it in there, you know, stop doing push-ups. stop, you know, just make little videos, get, get in the game, do something about it. So Bill, we applaud you for, you know, doing something about it. And again, you're on the right, you're on the right track with the veterans because great cause, Bill, great cause. Yep, it's absolutely awesome. Sergeant Major Bill, right? <laughs> frocked, frocked. He's still an E eight, so let's not let's not let's not blow his head up too much. Yeah, it doesn't so, count yet. Yeah, it doesn't count yet. <laughs> now go ahead, Bill. It's your job to introduce your boy. Okay, so Ryan Anderson. Yep. What 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 do I say about this guy? Um, for those of you who follow uh, my Facebook, uh, my Instagram, as well as the Gold Star Central Team Facebook Instagram, I told you I was going to know you by nonstop promoting Ryan's book, Tip of the Spear. Uh, I can't say enough about this guy. Um, it's truly an honor to be able to call Ryan a friend and a brother. Uh, some of the stuff you read in this book, you're not gonna believe. Some of it I can attest to. Uh, I've said it before, uh, we always hear about woodpecker lips and coffin nails. Ryan makes those look like plush velvet pillows. Ryan is one of the hardest sons of bitches I've ever met in my life. And, uh, you know, I am not a long tabber. I've said it before. I was the JTAC 4-7th group. I am not one of those long tabbers. But if someone came to me and said, hey, build me a Green Beret, I'm going to say, get the DNA of Ryan Hendrickson. Uh, he's one of the baddest dudes I've ever met in my life. Uh, there's a part of the book. Some people say, I don't believe it. I can say I was there. Uh, hopefully, Ryan doesn't mind me talking about it. Um, I won't give away his book too much. There's Danger Close. And I think they should come up with a new brevity code, which is called uh, Ryan Hendrickson. Uh, <laughs> I watched Ryan high five a GBU 54. So if you guys don't know what that is, that is a 500 pound 
they lose they use the low cd version which doesn't matter because it's still blast uh so they dropped a 500 pound bomb about i think it was 23 meters ryan if i have it right 23 yeah. meters away from ryan we actually had to lie to the f-16s saying that we moved the friendlies further away in order to drop because they didn't want to drop it uh and it dropped a 500 pound bomb 23 meters away from Ryan and that son of a bitch got up and walked away from that thing. And I have, I, the funniest story I have is we, we get back. Cheers, to the, Ryan. Cheers. <laughs> we get back to the little fire base or whatever you want to call it. And it was uh, all of us sitting around. I remember Andy Marcosano, RP, you guys remember me posting him on the Facebook page. We're all sitting around. And uh, I remember Ryan was smoking a cigarette. He went, hey, guys, that firefight was legit, bro. Because, hey, guys, that 200-pounder was close. For like, hey, Ryan, man, that, that was 500. Fuck, that makes sense. I saw a flash. Then I just couldn't move for a few minutes. <laughs> so, uh, again. Yeah, I, I had you, that feeling, too. And flash, and I if know you don't know about Ryan, uh, Ryan yeah. had his leg messed up from an IED. Had doctors, $6 million man, put that shit back together, and he was right back to Afghanistan, walking point, clearing IEDs again. And uh, high five and 500 pounders, giving him a kiss on the way in. So uh, without further ado, you know, Ryan, again, if you haven't bought this book, you need to buy it right now. If you start it, you won't be able to put it down. Tip of the spear, everything in this book is true. You won't want to believe it, but it is. Again, Ryan Henderson, the hardest son of a bitch I've ever met. Ryan. Man, I appreciate that. That's, uh, I mean, I think, I think there's a fine line between being hard and being stupid. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd probably agree with my dad is probably the stupidest son of a bitch he, you know, ever met. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm definitely, it's, it's an honor to be on the show. I've known, I've known, you know, Bill a long time. And, uh, I definitely, you know, I appreciate you guys, you know, let me come on here and, uh, I appreciate that 500 pounder because, um, well, I mean, we were getting our asses whooped. So, uh, appreciate it. That 500 pounder is the reason why I'm on the show. So thank you very much, Bill. Uh, just so you hey. know, that 500 pounder, Ryan was literally laying as flat as he could in the middle of a road by a PKM was skipping rounds off his plate carrier. I mean, hey. Ryan is a bad dude, man. So, Ryan, Ryan tell, tell, tell the audience a little bit about, like, you know, where you were at. You know, obviously, you don't want to share too much of the book, you know, because want, we want people to buy it and check it out. But kind of where you were deployed at, what you did, give them kind of an idea about, you know, what it's all about. Hey, Ryan, before you do that, I'm kind of the asshole of the group. So, I got to kind of did, – did, did they kick you out of group when you went bald? Or was that <laughs> – uh, is it because you couldn't look cool enough? Because – I mean, I would like to say that Beckwith is the, you know, the example of an SF guy with his hair, but he's vaping right now, and we don't know where he, like, we don't know why he's a half hour late, um, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, no, but honestly, yeah, that's awesome that you're here, and like, like Dave said, tell us where you were and what was going on, and that would, that just would be awesome to hear. Yeah, well, I'll let you know right off the bat, if I grow hair out, you can, uh, put me on any mug shot of any method out there and I'll fit right in. So I, I got to shave my head or else I'll be arrested pretty quick. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, as far, as far as it goes for me, uh, shit, I, I 
left high school, left Oregon, joined the Navy, did four years there, then ran around the world a little bit and then joined the Air Force and did five years there and then transferred over to the Army. And um, first, uh, first deployment, um, Afghanistan, I was uh, clear, you know, doing the whole IED thing along the Hellman River and uh, success, found one. Uh, not the recommended way, you know, I stepped on it, but still, hey, <laughs> a win's a win, right? Anyway, so then I recovered from that, uh, went back in 2012, uh, and, you know, that that deployment, uh, yeah, we were in the Panjaway, bad, bad area, but you guys all know about that, so, and then did the South and Central America thing for a while, um, and then 2016, that was that was boggling. That was a that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, you know, good and bad. But I learned a lot about myself, and I definitely uh, a PKM opening up 17 meters away in the middle of the night. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll uh, that'll that'll make you uh, it'll rattle you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll rattle you and then a bunch of, bunch of these peckerheads with AKs and whatnot. But like I said, uh, my boy Bill uh, dropped it. And so, you know, here we are. And then that just started the mission right there. We, uh, um, I hadn't had, uh, eardrums. They were ruptured from it. But, um, cause I brought the Britney Spears mic out because I was that cool SF guy. I was like, what do you need Peltors for? Yeah. Well, they are they are important <laughs> but that that started the mission off and then uh you know throughout the village uh just found a, a ton of ieds i i think myself i i pulled out of the ground 17. um my uh, afghans 50 some odd um then we got we got ticked up again and that's that's when we took you know all the casualties and whatnot like that and then uh, most of the firefight just running around recovering bodies, um, Afghans, but still, you know, they're our partner force. And, um, you know, when I've worked with the counter IED guys as much as I have, uh, they're, you know, they're my brothers and I have nothing but, nothing but respect for those dudes. And we weren't going to leave them out there. Uh, so yeah, we spent majority of the firefight uh, bringing our boys back, regardless if they're Afghan or American, I, I don't give a fuck. Um, and so, got 100%, everybody, man, hundred percent. Yep, got everybody back, um, and then exfilled out of that one. So that was, yeah, that was a sixteen deployment. And then I went back in uh, seventeen, did the Catejas, um, went back in eighteen, nineteen, and then I went back in uh, twenty as a contractor. So that's, yeah. I don't know. I got a. I love. I love. Um, love Afghanistan. So. Yeah. Hey Ryan. Uh, for the people that are going to watch this, that are civilians, like to tick his troops in contact, so that we have to. We have to. Whenever we use acronyms, we got to explain them for people who are watching. And I'm glad you hit on that. We've talked about it once. You know, we had an interpreter that lost his life uh, trying to save one of our battle buddies. You know, and it, it, it mm -hmm. does. It doesn't matter. A lot of the, you know, the civilians and even a lot of the veterans who aren't combat arms don't understand 
that, especially in the SF community, you know, when you have a company of commandos with you or whatever, you know, those, those guys are, you know, they're out there with you with, you know, less nutrition, less, you know, physical, you know, abilities. And, you know, it's like, Hey, here you go. You're going to go into the most dangerous places in the world because you got an ODA attached to you. You know, it's like, like shit. So I know, I know both you and uh, Beckwith can talk about that. Uh, what, but again, talking about the PTSD and all this stuff that, you know, we're dealing with, everybody on this show talks about it. What, what hurt you the most? And uh, what, uh, what did you do? What do you do to uh, remedy it? If, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no, not at all. So I, I mean, I, I'd gone down um, some pretty dark roads. Um, I know when I first got blown up, I had um, 28 surgeries to reattach my leg. Um, and then uh, I was going, <clears throat> I was going through a pretty rough time. And I remember I, I was laying there in the hospital bed and my dad, um, he had told me, he was like, he said, you, uh, you, you've been handed the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, think about it. He said, you've got an opportunity that men, um, they'll never get. I was like, what do you mean? He said, you got a second chance. He said, you died um, and you have a second chance. He said, but it's very important you understand the opportunity you have. Say, so, okay, well, um, wh what do you mean, Dad? And he said, right now, you have two choices you can make. Uh, the first choice you can make is you can become your injury. You can make this injury who you are. You can be Ryan Hendrickson, the guy that stepped on an IED in Afghanistan, and no one will blame you. And this injury, it will become... Um, every bit of your fiber, um, your mentality, your thinking, your personality, everything about you will be this injury. And he said, it's a lonely, lonely um, life. Or you can use this opportunity you've been given, this second chance you've been given to make yourself stronger, a better man, <clears throat> more compassionate, more caring, um, use this situation, use this incident, use this basically gift from God to make yourself the human, the man that you want to be. But I warn you, if you become your injury, if you become a victim of your injury, um, he's like, I, I'll be surprised if you make it that long, son. And um, so I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a human being and, and, you know, I struggle um, just like everybody else does. And I've listened, you know, to just the, for one, the poem, um, that, that actually, that's a pretty powerful poem, but every one of us are the same. We've all, we've all had our, um, our things that we've dealt with. And one of the, I guess, one of the things that I've really tried hard is not to become a victim of circumstance, not to let the victimization mindset take me over and I looked, I watched the news and our whole, our whole country is being de devoured by the victimization mindset. And it, it, it just, it's a choice. <laughs> it's, no one is born into a victim. It's a, it's a choice. And so that's something that really has, you know, that conversation I had with my dad. And again, I, I, I do got to point out, I I have my struggles too. Everybody does. I have my dark days. We all do, brother. We all do. Yeah. But 
um, the one the one thing that kind of really surprised me was when I would talk to friends um, and um, kind of get out, you know, everything that I was going through, we'd sit there and we'd bullshit and we'd have a beer and yeah, yep, yep, I understand. I go through it too. And then when we would leave, it was basically dead air. It was done. We had a conversation, but nothing was ever permanent about it. Hey, hey, Ryan. Ever- yeah. Was it like like when everybody kind of went their own separate ways after you had that conversation? It, it almost felt like every man for himself. Yeah. Like 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 okay, we had the talk, we checked that box, but no one's really following up. Yeah. I mean, because, it's just it's just something that I've I've noticed that that happens, and I just wondered if you had the same take on it. Well, I I do, and I mean, we could be the best friends in the world, but the problem is, is self preservation is always going to take over. I you know, you and I have a conversation about the shit that we've dealt with and what we've seen. But then when we go our own ways, now I'm like, okay, my wife and my kid or my dog or my this and we, and it's all dead air. It evaporates and there's nothing tangible about what we just talked about because unfortunately our generation, we hear each other, but we don't actually listen. And so, and so I decided on the 2017 trip, I, I was going through a rough patch and um, I just started typing and it was something that was in my face and I could go back to it whenever I wanted. I, 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 I could look at it if I was, I could wake up in the middle of the night and type in something else that I had just dreamed about or something like that. And the craziest thing was it was almost like I was releasing it all and because it, it wasn't just dead air it was on, it was in the computer. It was right there in my face. And that for some reason, the world's fastest two finger typer me, but it, I mean, everything just kept pouring onto it and all the way back from when, you know, it went from combat related stuff, just to just to life and either my successes or my failures at life and things I went through growing up and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, for me, like I said, it, it it really worked because it was something that was permanent. It was right there. It, d- does that make sense, kind of? Or no, oh, hey Ryan, you're, you're absolutely one hundred percent. Let yeah. me hop in there real quick. Hey, Go ahead, uh, Bill. Uh, man, he brought up a good point. Well, first of all, Ryan, blame Keaton for blowing up your eardrums. I was the medevac guy on that mission. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Keaton's fault. But hey, uh, Ryan brought up a good point with the. Uh, and this one stings a little bit, uh, and Ryan will get it. Um, it's you, you go, you have drinks, you have dinner with friends, and you go home, and it's back to that every man for himself thing. And if, if you talk to people that knew Andy, yeah, Andy Marksano is one of the toughest dudes on planet Earth, man. I mean, that dude was a hard dude. And if you hear about what happened, then it was the same thing. He went out and had dinner and drinks with friends. It was a great night, and then he went home and. and took his own life so i think it's important for trash talkers out there to hear what ryan just said yeah. is it's not just the conversation you have a quick half hour hour conversation with buddies and you go your separate ways and everything's fine you got to truly listen i mean all of us have been through <clears throat> some shit in afghanistan iraq syria wherever we've all been and uh it, it's okay to pick up the phone and be like 
hey, Bill, hey, Ryan, hey, Nick. Like, I, I'll call anybody on the screen right now and be like, hey, man, I just need 20 minutes. Let's just talk. talk. Yep. Hey, Bill. It's okay. And, and, you know, and not everybody, or even like Ryan said, even if you're not writing a book, just get on the computer and just type that shit out. Just get it off your chest because no matter how hard you are, what we go through is not normal. And we have to understand that, like, as hard as we want to be, you know, getting pinned down by a PKM or doing gun runs 50 meters from you or dropping a 500-pound, I mean, that, that shit is not normal. We yeah. have just normalized it, and we try to be hard about it. But that – it rattles our noodles, and it messes with our psyche. And we have to be willing to admit, like, hey, sometimes it's good to just pick up a phone. And, again, trash talkers, anybody on this screen, I guarantee you, if you call this up and – my phone number's all over the place. You can call me up and be like, hey, I just got to talk about some shit. That's what our community is all about. That is exactly what our community is about. And, and so, Ryan, I think for coming on the show and talking about this, that, that's huge. Because there's yeah, a lot of people no. on this trash dog nation that have been through that, they've been wounded, all this crazy stuff, but they hold it in because it's that, oh, I might be weak. But here we got some of the hardest sons of bitches on earth saying like, hey, man, it's okay sometimes. Yeah, and but hey, Bill, it might not remember? even be the combat shit. It's like, hey, my dog died. The wife slapped me in the face. I was banging the neighbor. Like, whatever it is, it's okay to just say, hey, man, I'm going through some shit. Yeah, you're right, Bill. Joe, go ahead, man. Hey, Bill, you remember the week? Um, uh, it might have been a couple of days after, you know, Andy. Um, what happened with Andy happened? And I called you, and I and I I said, uh, it, you know, it sounds it sounds simple, but. Um, I just, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it, but I mean, it's, it never happens amongst brothers. It, it, it always happens when there's the, 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 if there's a transition where he's leaving, you know, saying goodbye and then going to, but it never happens in front of, or, 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 or around it. So even if you have the wrong answer, it being being there and it obviously it it's not a 24 7 thing where you can just keep track of somebody but it's um even if you don't know what to say being in in your in their presence or or just getting there i mean right right then you won because yeah, it, sure. it almost yeah. always happens after they have to say goodbye or after they have to transition because i mean from everything i you know heard about andy you know he was moving on to something bigger and better but he was leaving a, a lifestyle he'd gotten used to and it just sounded so familiar where guys it's they they change that landscape and they leave some brothers and all of a sudden it, it happens yeah and, it, hey, and, hey, it, and it's hey. always a wait but go ahead nick sorry no no you're right no you want to keep going joe it's fine no that's all, i'm i'm just yeah. saying it's it's just something that always um you're always better if you're around them and, it, and if you can help it be you know be there because um and it never happens that way. You know? So I'm gonna, and, and I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna introduce uh, Beckwith here because I know he's, uh, he probably has uh, some problems right now at home. Whether it's like a leaky faucet that he doesn't know how to use a wrench or something, uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, but the main thing that we, we we can pull from Ryan here, which Ryan, if you don't mind, I'm gonna snip some of what you said and I'm gonna make an ad out of it. Um, but Ryan wrote a book. We've already covered that earlier, right? So he wrote all this down and he wrote a book, Tip of the Spear. And it goes into, because when you listen to our shows, you'll hear Buddy talk about it, you'll hear Joe talk about it, you'll hear 
Bill said it, Ryan said it, Dave said it. The victim-based, you know, argument, no matter how shitty the situation you're in, like if you go to our YouTube channel, we have a we have two women on there that came out and talked about getting raped. Right? And it's like it, how bad was your day? Right? How really? Like and they are doing things, they're coming out and they're saying things because they're not going to be classified as a victim, even though they, I'm going to say it, fucking were victims, right? And, but they're not going to be classified as that in their own head. And Ryan, like, like he said, he was wounded, Joe was wounded, Dave was wounded, I was wounded. Like, we're not, we're not victims for our life. We were victims that day, right? That day sucked. And then if you have, you know, the 26 surgery, Ryan had, Horrible days, horrible. But he, he put his sack in the game and he did something about it, right? He wrote the feelings down so that, so that everybody could read him and hear him. And that's tremendous, Ryan. Appreciate you having on a show. You're going to save lives with this show. I guarantee it. I, I fucking guarantee it. People are going to watch this and yep. they're going to be like, 100%. Thanks yep. for sharing. Because, I mean, because, that was emotional. Because, that was emotional. And that's why we – and real quick, Nick, before you introduce Clay, that's why we're inviting civilians to the page too. To give them a better no one, understanding, you know, so they no can one can what humanize what you went through like you can. And, you know, and to people, to the layman or people that don't know, to actually hear it from you, to actually understand that, hey, man, that's, you know, we're, we're human beings. We're all the same. We all bleed the same. And, and to hear it from you firsthand and to humanize it is, uh, I think it bridges the gap and actually gives us a broader um scope of people who actually can understand what veterans go through so hats off to you ryan it's uh it's unbelievable yeah hey ryan where do you where, it's called tip of the spear where can you get the book at yeah uh, so the easiest place that people have been getting it is on um on amazon just under tip of the spear by ryan hendrickson but um but yeah uh for for the civilian viewers and everything like that just one last thing um I wrote a book and, you know, I have, I have some crazy experiences and the book, you know, there's some funny parts of the book and everything like that. But, um, the life that I was living before I got blown up, I, I, I very easily could have been part of 22 a day. Um, I, my mindset was there and actually, you know, I, I, I got it. I'm, I'm, you know, I was in the army. I've done this and that. And, but for the civilian viewers out there, I'm no, I'm no better or no different than anybody else. And I, I could have very easily, I had thoughts about it. Um, and I could have been that statistic and stepping on that IED, you know, probably saved my life to tell you the truth, because I was able to, refocus and not be a victim of everything that happened to me. And, um, and so I'm just, I'm just letting you know, that's, that's, uh, that's real talk from a real human being. And it, it it's, it's the truth. That's powerful, Ryan. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful, Ryan. Very. And we, we appreciate you coming on. Now we, in the script, we had buddy given the first word because we respect him that much. And I, and I realized that it was going to get super heavy when we started talking about your experiences in your book, but so we have the somber moments and we have those times and we're all here for each other, but let's end the show on a buddy Beckwith note 
because if you don't listen to Buddy Beckwith's Honesty Cap, uh, we're going to start that every Friday. We're going to release one. Some of them suck. Some of them are hilarious. Most of them are funny. So I know you've had extra time because you were late today, uh, Lauren. So uh, go ahead and uh, give us what you got, buddy. Yeah, so uh, so I was late because we had a little bit of weather. Had some battening down the hatches. Did you hear? Um, That's not that what that man, text message said that you well, sent. I hate to I hate to disappoint you, Nick, but uh, this one's definitely not going to be a funny one. Um, so uh, the honesty cap. It's kind of funny that we're having, you know, that I jumped in uh, kind of late to the conversation, but the conversation definitely goes into uh, the honesty cap. And, uh, you know, I had a buddy one time that uh, he was talking about his son and uh, his son was doing some stuff in school and messed up or did something. And uh, he told him, he was like, I love you, but I love you enough to tell you the truth. And that, that kind of is where the honesty cap started rearing its ugly head. And then, uh, you know, it just kind of went from there. Sometimes, like you said, sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're not so funny. So last night, uh, a buddy from my, my – was an old uh, weapons guy from my last team. Uh, it was his birthday last week. And uh, last night we got a cop to arrest him and then uh, bring him over. We kidnapped him, took him to a couple bars. We got to one of the bars and uh, and walked in. and. Went over, started playing playing a game of beer pong. I walked inside, and then sitting at the bar was uh, another old Bravo that uh, was on the team when I first got there. A uh, little backstory: that guy um, was drinking pretty heavily when he was on the team. Um, you know, the chief and uh, a couple of the guys, uh, the, you know, the top three, tried to get him some help. Uh, he didn't take it. And he ended up getting losing his career because of it. Um, got out, uh, didn't get uh, a whole lot of disability, but uh, he ended up going to uh, to AA and uh, met probably one of the the best women I know. Uh, she was a uh, a B fifty two crew chief. Uh, spent a lot of time in the Air Force. Uh, she was a sexual assault victim. Also, uh, she's written for. Uh, the New York times and, uh, she's been sober now for, uh, for four years. <clears throat> um, super good person. And she became his sponsor. Um, she gave him all the tools he needed. He would get clean for about three, four, six months at a time and then go back into it. Um, to the super toxic relationship, you know, just keep adding and adding and adding. Um, the, uh, the other guy, that uh, one of the other guys that was with us knows him, went over and started talking to him and was like, hey, man, what are you doing? Um, you know you shouldn't be in here. You know you shouldn't be drinking. You know you've got a problem. Um, and he just kind of blew him off to the point that that guy came back over to where we were in tears, and he was like, we need to, like, physically grab him and help him. And I was, you know – and here's where the honesty cap comes in. <clears throat> there are people that are going to make bad decisions in their life. The reason that we have this show is to inform you about the tools to help fix your life, to help get you on a path of healthy 
socially bringing something back to the table that at one point in your life you've already decided you wanted to be a part of. But I can't physically drag you to a fucking cell, lock you in it, and make you stop fucking drinking. I can't make you stop fucking taking oxycodone. I can't stop making you fucking smoke weed. I can't stop making you throw fucking the booger sugar up your fucking nose. I can't do any of that for you. I can't make you a good father. I can't make you a provider. I can't make you do a goddamn thing. You have to decide that you're valuable enough that you're going to fucking step up and take the tools that people give you to fucking be successful. And if you're not going to do that, then stop fucking going to people and fucking bullshitting them. Make a decision to be a fucking man, to be a fucking an adult and fix yourself with the tools that people are trying to fucking give you. And if you're not going to do that, then the people that are trying to give the tools, you've got to give yourself a break. You can't feel bad that you tried to give the guy the water that he didn't want to drink. If you don't want to drink it, I can't make you. I wish I could. I can't want your sobriety and your success more than you want your sobriety and your success. I can't make you not want to end your life more than you want to not end it. You've got to make a decision that you have something, you have something to offer. If you didn't have something to offer, all these people wouldn't be making shows, making, you know, veterans organizations to try to help you. They wouldn't be doing everything that they're doing. It's not for me. Like, I'm not an alcoholic. I, I barely drink. Every freaking every other Saturday, I might have a drink on here. That's about it. Like, so it's not helping me. I'm trying to help you. But you've got to decide that you want to be an active participant in your own success. And if you're not going to be an active participant in your own success, then nobody can do it for you. I listened to a guy this week that uh, is a 160th pilot. Uh, super good dude. Uh, and, and we're going to have him on the show here in a couple of weeks. And, and, you know, Joe was talking about it earlier with, you know, guys going through transitions and I can't speak for it because I haven't gotten out of the army, but you know, he had a couple of things. He had talked to a couple of guys that have gotten out and, uh, and, and, you know, he was like, you know, I don't have PTSD. I don't have any issues at all. Like I'm good. And they were like, you don't even know what you don't know. And that guy was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he explained it like, look, look, man, like you're on a train right now. You're fucking on a bullet train and you're riding down the tracks. And there are things that are happening to you right now. and You don't even get it because they're like suspension lines from a parachute flying back there behind the train. But the train is still moving. So they're all behind you. But at the moment that you step off that train, the moment you leave, the moment you transition that unit, the moment you get out of the military, you're not on the train anymore and all those suspension lines wrap back around you and you remember shit that you don't even remember that you don't remember. There are things that wrap around you that you've suppressed and, that you, and, and you're all alone by yourself and all of that stuff comes back on you. The tools that we're trying to give you 
are, are tools to cut some of those suspension lines off. But you got to take them and you got to cut the suspension lines off. But it's on you. You got to be part of your own success. That's all I got. No, buddy, that was that was perfect. Buddy, you uh, it. You, it, uh, you know, that's twice I put my foot in my mouth tonight, which isn't a new thing for uh, Nick Earl. The Book of Earl oftentimes puts his foot in his mouth. So, like, I made fun of Joe. Joe comes out with me with a poem that's super powerful. I make fun of Buddy. He comes at me with an awesome uh, honesty cap. So, twice in the same night, that's okay. I'll keep. I'm gonna keep swinging. Uh, that that being said, you, you kind of uh, caveated off of me when I was like. We're going to give you all the tools, man. Like you got to take it. You got to be, you, you're the one that has to change it. Get your demon out. Let us all crush it together. We can tackle you. We can drag you into a jail cell. Doesn't matter. Like we, we got to get after it. So I know there's, help. Got there's help there. Be worthy yeah. of that help. There's yeah. help there. You yeah. Your community. Gonna, like I said, that's what, our, so that's what we're all about. Yeah. When we get big enough, when we will get big enough, we're going to be a one-stop shop because we're going to work on the system. Every, I keep bringing it up that English is a linear language. So this solves that, that solves that, as opposed to, no, the whole freaking system, man. Brain, muscles, you know, bone, all that, you know, money. Money's an issue, right? All that stuff. It's a system. We fix it all. We got somebody, we got, we got experts everywhere that are going to help us out. Bill, I know you had something you wanted uh, to go on this. So go ahead, buddy. Hey, real quick. Uh, you know, Ryan, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, for those of you who don't know out there, 13 series going to group is uh, not always the greatest thing in the world. A buddy can probably attest to that and Ryan. But uh, 2-7 was the greatest organization I've ever been a part of. They accepted me. They entrusted me to drop a lot of bombs for them. And uh, they accepted me on the teams, and it was great. And, Ryan, I know you were probably getting annoyed with me hitting you up nonstop trying to get you on this show. Uh, it's because what – what this show is doing is great. And I knew someone of your caliber telling your story is hands down. I guarantee you, Ryan is saving somebody's life watching this show. Yep. Yep. Uh, they needed someone yep. of your caliber to come on and say, Hey, it's okay. We all go through some shit. It's okay to reach out. So uh, I thank you again, Ryan, for not only how two seven treated me, you and, and Andy and uh, the rest of two seven, man. Uh, but really, it was it was an honor serving with you, honor chewing some of the same dirt with you, and thanks again for coming on this show. You're going to affect more people than you think you do. And those of you who don't know Ryan, you, you read the book, you hear the stories. He's also one of the most humble dudes you're ever going to meet. He doesn't know how great he is, to be honest with you. But again, Ryan is one of the hardest dudes ever, and him coming on and telling this story is going to affect way more people than he thinks it does. And Ryan, thanks again, bro, for coming on man i appreciate it i again it it was an honor and um it's 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 badass i really appreciate you guys letting me come on so thank you guys very much well ryan like i said before your your story sounds superhuman and i'm not saying that to be uh comical it does so thank you for coming on and humanizing it and and, and um letting everybody know that it's all right yeah, 100%. I I appreciate it. And again, it is 100% all right to get to to ask for help to reach out. Because even even old Green Beret like myself, I, I'm constantly reaching out for help because we're all human, man.
Hey, Ryan, again, yeah, for me as well, we really appreciate you. And I think I'm going to close out. Nick, did you have anything you were trying to say? No, something? no, no, go ahead. Close out. Yeah, this. look, like phenomenal. Bill, obviously your, your cause, everything that you do, you know, that movement is incredible and it's, and it's needed. I mean, we, we have soldiers that are, you know, dying overseas and, and families are left behind with kids and everything. So, you know, you guys are definitely taking action and making a difference in those kids' lives. So really appreciate you, Bill. Um, Ryan, a phenomenal. It gave me some goosebumps when you were talking. You know, this is a therapy. This is the stuff that we talk about, you know, the, the veteran trash talk therapy, creating that community where we can all just discuss and talk about stuff, you know, like talking is good, talking is fine. So, you know, like Nick said, you definitely changed and maybe probably saved some lives tonight with everything you were talking about. I really appreciate you sharing those experiences and really going in depth because sometimes it's not easy to talk about that stuff, but um, you hit the nail on the head, Ryan, and we really appreciate you. So um, for the rest of the Veteran Trash Talk community, thank you for everything. Um, make sure you go check out our website. We're going to be posting Ryan's book, all that stuff, all the information, so you can purchase that as well, support the cause. And again, civilians are welcome. So you guys can understand the demon that we deal with that's within. And our goal is to take that demon out and freaking crush it. Hey, have a great Saturday, and we'll talk to you later. I'm out. All right.